Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the h and Day. It's a good start, isn't it? <laughs> H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we it's were, Mervyn Day here. <laughs> we were joined in the studio by comedian David Alfie Ward, uh, Spurs fan. He reflected on last night as well as told us about a new football team he has joined. And wanted to say thank you to many of the talk yeah, sport listeners, as, very nice as you'll discover. Uh, Tyson Fury has said that he would never like to leave Morecambe. His wife said they're very, very happy there. So we've got the uh, Morecambe Tourist Board on. We here. have, basically, to tell us what's so great about Morecambe, why Tyson yeah. and his family... And he- Staying put. As you hear, he's not from Morecambe. He's not. <laughs> and also we had the UK wife carrying championships. And we, we learned all the rules of wife carrying, which are fairly broad, aren't they? I think it's fair to say. Yeah. More A further update on Jose Feliciano. Oh, yeah, that's what more news. And Sockley Park's back, uh, as you'll discover. That's an ongoing story. So uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And as we said, a rather eventful uh, evening at, at the uh, lane last night. It was interesting. I was conversing with Gary, who is a, a Norwich fan, a little bit earlier on, and I thought this was quite telling. I mean, Norwich have played pretty well against Tottenham uh, this season, it's fair to say. But mm. uh, Gary was making the point. He, he said, um, oddly, I, st- I thought that was our poorest performance of the trilogy, of the three games that they've played in two in the league and one in the cup. Wouldn't have fancied our chances if Jose had released the handbrake for the full 90 rather than the last 10 of the 90. Genuinely think you would have blown us away. So if that's a microcosm of the way the Norwich f- fans were feeling, they saw Tottenham go ahead early and thought... Ah, this could get a bit evil now. So before we continue, Joe has rejoined us. I take it, Joe, we got a bit of breaking news. Yes, we do, Paul. As Six Nations has given official confirmation that Italy against England, uh, scheduled for later this month, has been postponed, uh, along with the accompanying women's and under-20 games. A couple of interesting details that have just come through in a statement from Six Nations. They say, based on the information that is currently available, all other Six Nations matches are set to go ahead as scheduled. Uh, They say, as previously stated, Six Nations fully intends to complete all 15 games across all three championships when time allows. But for now, uh, Italy versus England, scheduled for later this month, has been postponed. Thank Thanks very much, Thanks, Joe. Joe. So, uh, yeah, there we not not completely unexpected news, but uh, mm. we'll be heading to Italy a little bit later on. Too. I mean, I stay half time. It was one 0 to Spurs. And yeah. I thought oh, I sensed a bit of an upset, but I thought I'll stay with this. If Spurs get the second goal, this is all over. You but did. I, not, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. You could. You could feel it. 
So, um, but of course, that's not the way Jose plays. You kind of you, you keep hold of what you've got, and that's what he attempted to do, which was always going to be a risk when we'd seen in the first half that a goalkeeper hadn't played for about eighteen months. Was always it was always possible he could throw one in, <laughs> and that's ultimately what happened. So we saw the KB scramble for ten yeah. minutes. But I, I, a couple of things in light of what Jose uh, said after last night's game. There was quite a troubling comment he made. Uh, in my eyes uh, it, it does make everything about him and this seems to be a very good example um, Troy Parrott came on uh, got about half an hour and there was a big cheer slightly ironic but not just that mm. they want to see this kid given a chance yeah. uh, the fans rightly wrong so he got a massive cheer which obviously bothered uh, Jose because he said now people can see because he missed the penalty as well mm. uh, now people can see he has a lot to do so don't think that Parrot is the second Harry Kane the penalty's nothing the problem is the 30 minutes before now that sounds to me like a manager who's just setting himself saying I told you so I knew he you wanted him now you know I remember him killing Lukaku one time when he was about 18 when he missed a penalty in a like a Super Cup man, or something like that you know just it's just not good enough you know it's, it, I thought there was so much pressure on Parrot when he came on last I, you know, I didn't think he did a lot. To be fair, but I thought I felt for him a bit because yeah. you know this. It's been of, built up and built yeah. up, hasn't it? Had he just given him a bit more game time, yeah. and then maybe people would come to their own conclusion. Yeah. Say he's a good player, but he's not ready. We we would reach that conclusion ourselves. Mm. But you know, anybody can not sort of shine for half an hour. The couple of things as well. I mean, the constant complaining. Jamie oh. O'Hara talking about the constant moaning about. Um, I can't wait till it's July and I had four players asking to come off the field. I'm going to be telling the board they either have to prioritise Burnley on Saturday or Red Bull Leipzig next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just this little quote here from Nuno after the Espanyol game last. This is a team that got a very small squad and play effectively with the same they players. 12 more games yeah, than One of them, uh, who is Jean Moutinho, is 34 and looks like a sort of spring chicken. He's got an, a, another mm. tune out of him. Um, and he, he talked about it and he said tomorrow this was after they got back from Barcelona he said tomorrow we go to train and then we're going to travel to play Tottenham this is the reality day by day game by game just focus on what you have to do prepare well and compete not a lot of bleating there a lot of saying well I'm going to have to tell the board they either prioritise uh, the Europa League or uh, the top four or the top six I, I just think most of us are completely sick of it even if we take into account uh, the, the key injuries that the the manager has it's turning far more toxic far more quickly than even I ever thought it would and I did say the day he got the job he'd leave us at some point 14th and toxic and I, and I stick to that yeah, I mean, it, it, the the much bigger picture here is, you know, I wrote down last night, Joe Lewis so could easily, yeah. the guy who ultimately owns Tottenham, he could so easily have made Poch happy. He could have just bought, yeah. you know, Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes and Dybala, or one of them. It would have made the manager happy. Mm. It would have kept the squad fresh. It would have given the squad an extra bit of quality that it needed to take that next step from being in the Champions League final to winning the Champions yeah. League. You know, and honestly, it's so short-sighted what they did it makes no sense every other fan I was fearing Tottenham I was thinking I'm so jealous I went there to the Huddersfield game towards the end of last season when the stadium had opened I just thought God I'm jealous of this club you know they've got everything here they've got a great manager wonderful stadium they've got this great team you know it's all there for them to yeah. be a dominant team and uh, within six months they've absolutely blown it well they? I just feel uh, there was a little there was, this is the thing I'm more disappointed than upset really than angry about what's happened because I think we had I've said this before we had a little 
little window, Tottenham. We had a little window when we could have been Liverpool, when we could have used that as the blueprint. Mm. It's not as if the previous manager didn't keep saying things like, you know, that interview with Gary Lineker that's been been played quite a lot where he says, you can have a good house, but you need good furniture. He kept talking about having to make difficult decisions around transfers where he was saying, we've got to let players go earlier than we might mm. want to. We may have to take a little bit of a hit on them because we need to freshen this up. We need to rebuild. We need new faces. People want to move on. So... And I'd argue now, the rebuild that Tottenham face, because, you know, at Jose's life, he's not working, he wants to sling money at it. So he may go cap in hands of the board, and they may back him. But I'd argue this is going to cost Daniel Levy more uh, if you take into account getting rid of Pochettino and his staff mm. and the kind of bits and pieces deals they've done subsequently. Although I'm very happy with Lacelso. I think he's training on. He's going to be yeah, an important player for us. He's a good player. But, I think um, Bergwijn would be all right. Yeah, well. yeah I, I think they've made some good signings. But by the same token, I think that rebuild's going to cost more than it would have done mm. to have tweaked the squad and backed the last manager. And that's the frustration. I, I honestly feel that moment has gone. I don't know how long it's gone for and the fact that Tottenham are generating a lot of money from 60-odd thousand people a week means they will have money to hopefully go again as long as the, the board invests. But that little window we had when we could have been Liverpool and we could have followed their blueprint has gone for a while and that's the frustration. I think, I mean, look, Daniel Levy's clearly a very good businessman but that strikes me as bad business, yeah, doesn't I, it? Yeah, I agree. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, uh, Tyson Fury uh, could probably live wherever he liked. Yes. Uh, but he likes living in Morecambe. Yeah, and he yeah. said, didn't he, before the Wilder fight, if he were to lose, he'd just, he'd just go back to Morecambe and disappear. He clearly has no plans to leave. No, and his wife was saying they love the area. Yeah. And even despite the money they could afford somewhere else, this is where they want to live. Well, there we are. It's got to be good for business. Let's speak to uh, Morecambe's business improvement district manager, John O'Neill. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. You can't you buy positive publicity like this, can you? It's, it's fantastic. Hey, really, he is a fantastic ambassador for the area, and, and he's sincere in what he says, actually. It's a fantastic place to live. He, he uh, listen. Yeah, he, he did say, I mean, I think there was some talk of a of a victory parade at one point, which he it seems he, he, he didn't want to do, did he? Is that right? Well, I've talk, we, we were, were talking about it, but obviously he'd been a long time in his training camp, and then after the fight, he just wanted to come back and spend time with the family. But it's not the the, the parade is not off. Actually, we're still looking at holding in the next few weeks with both our double both our world champs, because of course Isaac Glow, the Westgate Warrior, won the uh, crown, the WBC his WBC crown on the same night as well. So we have two world champs. Excellent. That's excellent. I don't detect a Morecambe accent. I detect possibly a <laughs> New Zealand or Australian. A bit, a bit Melbourne. Right. More Melbourne than Morecambe. That. What is it? Where are you from? Well, I mean, there we go. Double insult, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the large island, Australia. I was brought up in Sydney, not Melbourne. Oh. I, was actually, I was born in Hammersmith, so there oh. you go. Oh right, oh, yeah. I was. I just. I just went with the M's. I just went with yeah, the M's. Well, really, it, it I just Sydney to Morecambe wouldn't have really what, worked. What are the attractions? Of, <laughs> what, tell us what are the attractions of Morecambe are for people who've never been or don't live there. It's uh, it's fantastic actually. We're, it's, geographically, we're halfway between uh, London and Edinburgh and Glasgow. On the west coast mainland, I'm looking across to the Lake District now. There's snow on the fells. It takes 45 minutes to get to the Lake District by car or one and a half hours by bicycle. Um, great place to live and bring up your kids and, and family. It's, yeah. uh, it really does have its very own charms. Not crowded, relaxed way of life. And, of course, we've got the Eden Project coming 
sooner rather than later. Oh, really? So there's going to be a sort of Lancastrian version of the Eden Project coming? I didn't know that, coming to you. Yeah, yeah, it's at Eden Project North. They, oh. they, um, the council announced the uh, the land was uh, granted to them the other day, so we're just waiting for to go to planning now. So we're hoping 2023 we'll have our very own Eden Project in the north. Fantastic. That's good. The, um, I, mean, I suppose you, t- you touch on a good place to bring up kids, and I suppose that is the key, isn't it, to Tyson Fury and, and being settled and the family being settled there? Because he's got young kids, and, you know, if he wanted to go off and live in Vegas, then that, you know, the kids are probably settled in schools, happy, and then that, that obviously is important to him at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, you, you see the guy around, you see him running with his kids, and he doesn't get hassled up here. He's got five of, the, five of them, and it's, it really is a good place for, for the family and... Uh, and, and to bring up sort of the, for the social life, um, just for everything. It's just a relaxed way of life, I think. Yeah. Uh, I see the number one tourist attraction is the Eric Morecambe statue, though. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I mean, uh, he's, a, he's an icon for the town. We're, we're hoping, you know, it's, uh, in time we might have another statue, actually, in the form of uh, Tyson Fury. Oh, absolutely. Well, that would be nice. That would be nice. unites all those crowns, and uh, I think it would be definite talk of it. About it'd be a big statue. About yeah, absolutely. <laughs> about a decade ago, uh, Morecambe had a, a, a cup run, fantastic cup run. And do you remember? I think it was Eric's Eric's cousin, Wiggy Threlfall. Oh and yes, always that. I mean, uh, Wiggy Threlfall. He became quite a, a local. I think, sound, I think quite a national celebrity. Sadly, no longer yeah. with us, as far as oh. I know. But yeah, Wiggy Threlfall, Eric's cousin, was was very much front and centre of that whole um, of yeah. that FA Cup of that FA Cup run. And uh, Eric was a Luton fan, though, of course, yeah. wasn't he? Still famously, yeah, yeah that's he, right. He did. You, I mean, he wasn't born Eric Morgan, was he? he, he no, he didn't. It, no. That's no, right. That's it was right. Bartholomew. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do you have to when you even even as an Aussie, you have to you have to have a, a kind of potted bio of, of Eric Morgan to hand. I would imagine, John, <laughs> at all you times. You seem to know it at all times. <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, actually, I was brought up with him in Australia in the oh. Morgan and Wise show. We only had four channels in, so it wasn't too much to watch. But uh, fantastic. That was one of the staples on a Saturday night. So I, yeah, I don't know quite all about them. <laughs> Everybody works for Morecambe Business Improvement. Every time a police car goes past, they have to say to the person next to him, he's not going to sell much ice cream going that fast. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to John. It's, yeah. it's great that, uh, that he's very settled there, and that's a very exciting news about the Eden Project. I've been to the one down in the, the West Country, so I will pop up when you're open and, and come and have a look. So thanks for joining Absolutely. us. And, and don't forget, Morecambe Football Club has the best pies in football. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Are they award-winning? They are award-winning, absolutely, yeah. Okay, fantastic. He's done a fine Maybe job. Maybe not the team, but the ties are. He's done a fine job, John. What about Sydney? Should we go there? I've been there, John. That's a nice place as well, let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, Sydney. Sydney's not bad, actually. I mean, it's <laughs> not as good as Morecambe Bay, but hey, you can't have it all, can you? <laughs> <laughs> good work, John. Thank you. Thanks very much. All right, cheers, guys. <laughs> John O'Neill there from Morecambe's Business yeah, Improvement uh, Team. Yeah, very mm. good. So, uh, you ever been to Morecambe? I haven't actually. No, nor have I. No, I don't know why. Just, been up that way, yeah. but I've not I've been there as a little seaside town. We must do a shore from there. Well, we might. Well, we should. We might well be doing so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like this in London. Go to a little show in Morecambe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it is uh, oh, approaching, it was just gone 20 past, it's 22 to, that was a good time check, when I never do time checks, you can see one now, you haven't got a clue what the time is, to be honest, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's just gone 20 to 2, who cares anyway, you know, exactly. what else you got to do, for goodness sake. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast, from TalkSport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ben Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport and uh, returning to the studio this afternoon. Tell us about a new football team uh, he has joined. Is a comedian and Spurs fan. What a day to get him in. We may mention that in passing, I'm afraid. Uh, he asked da- us not to mention it. Yeah, well, just very briefly at the end. <laughs> David Alfie Ward. Dave, good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks, Thanks for having for me back. In. Yeah, now, um, last time when you came in and saw us, you were very candid about uh, the mental health struggles uh, you'd had. Um, and you've now joined uh, a new football team, haven't you? Which, with, 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 with kind of that in mind. Well, yeah, uh, last time I came on, I, I briefly spoke about my uh, struggles with bipolar and mental health and and uh, toying with suicide and stuff like that. And it got such a response because of how big this radio station is. Um, lots of people reached out to me and said how much just me speaking openly had helped them. And I thought, well, there's got to be more I can do. So... Um, FC Not Alone is a football team uh, created by two friends, Ian and Matt, and, 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 and Ian is a friend of mine. And they started in 2018 as well of bringing kind of football and the stigma that comes with mental health and men talking as it's the biggest killer of men under 45 and kind of bringing the two together and play some matches and have a talk. And, and it's, a, it's a really good movement. And they asked me to do this promo video uh, with an Arsenal fan last week, and uh, me and me and Paul being friends, I sent over to Paul. I said, uh, "Would you like to get me on to talk about this?" And he said, "Yeah," because it was a a really kind of it, it was a video about the differences of. So they filmed us outside uh, our retrospective clubs of Arsenal and Tottenham, and um, and asked us what we thought of the rival fans, and what I actually said didn't make the cut because it was wasn't PG, but. <laughs> Or PC. Yeah, or yeah, PC. <laughs> and the Arsenal, let's be honest, the Arsenal fans say much the same sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly, of course. And, yeah. and then at the end, they brought us almost like a kind of gloves are off kind of boxing yeah. face to face of each other. And we both opened up about our struggles with, with mental health and suicide and stuff like that. And then had a game of football afterwards. And uh, it's just what FC Not Alone do. 
they uh, they bring people together through through the love of football, through mutual love of football, and and break down the stigma of, of mental health and getting people talking. Are you are they looking to recruit more players or? Well, they don't want to recruit me. I was awful. <laughs> so the, the, the whole the whole thing of the day was that we was going to kind of uh, we was going to talk about how much we hate our rival fans. We didn't know this at the point. And then we came face to face, and then we had to play a football game together on the same team to yeah. show that the unity through football. That's now true. I haven't played, and this was on the eve of uh, Storm Clara. Oh, yes. that, one, it was on yeah. the eve of that so there was wind and rain I haven't played in about 18 months <laughs> two years and a lot of people that said they were going to turn up didn't turn up because of the weather mm. yeah. so we just had to get ringers that were already at the football pitch and of course these guys have seen a professional camera crew yeah. and thought well, this is my chance this is my chance to get noticed so they're, yeah. they're you know they're, they're getting their in a Ronaldinho from 2006 kind of skinning it round me and I couldn't even I couldn't even come up with my inner 2006 me you know <laughs> so really I didn't know what to do so I, I don't think they'll be asking me to play too many times unless they're really desperate but they are looking for players I'm, I'm sure it, it okay. is, we are in interesting times aren't we because it, be kind is, is no one could disagree with that no one could disagree with the idea of being kind on social media being kind to each other saying nice things but it, in football that's hard isn't it it's against human nature it's a, you mentioned that I mean rival fans you, you're going to get the, I can't see Paul Jiggins was saying, you know, it would be a shame that if everything became so sanitised that you couldn't have a go at a player or you yeah. couldn't within, have a go. Within reason. No, within as, as reason. As Paul rightly but, said, but you know. You, you can see, I did say this a few months ago, you can see a situation where eventually that does disappear from football supporting because uh, it doesn't seem to go with sort of modern... I hope not. And I don't, I don't think it will. Do you, you know, I, I don't think it will. I, I, I'd, if, if I ever have children, I will... Or bring them up to not use the word Arsenal. Like it, it will just, it will, it will not, it won't happen. So I hope it doesn't get to the PC culture too much. But it was great to see kind of uh, me and and a guy called Courtney, um, who's the Arsenal fan, just come together and play football together and actually realise we weren't so dissimilar. Uh, yeah, even though we kind of, I would probably judge him if I didn't know him and I saw him in an Arsenal top. You know, if I saw him walking down the street past me, I'd think, oh, one of them. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, some of my best, some of my best friends are Arsenal fans, but I hate Arsenal. Yeah, they know I hate Arsenal. You I hate, don't hate you, them. You hate everybody, don't you? Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't hate them. Um, so um, yeah, the people can go and check it out, can't they? Uh, FC Not Alone. It's on social media. If they put that uh, into Google, they'll get all the details and maybe how they can get involved. Now they can help, uh, etc. And, and now they can maybe get seek a bit of help for themselves. Something else you've tanked to doing. Uh, I tell you what. Before we come on to that, on a serious point a number of comedians over the years not just in this era but before have had mental health struggles and i wonder if it is really the nature of the job because you go on stage you do a gig you get last it's this tremendous high but with with you always are going to have a post gig come down that's true of people who do any kind of performing to an extent do you think that has a a, a bearing on it oh 100 percent. i i've i've never known that feeling of it pure elation when you get off stage and making hundreds and hundreds of people laugh mm. you know it, it, it's 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 buzz, you, you buzz and then you do crash and mm. then there's got to be a, a, a somehow it's chemically imbalancing your brain i don't know i'm waiting for like stacy dooley to do a, a documentary on comedians <laughs> and, and suicide or something like that because mm. but as, as you said um you know, you go, go as, as high up as as, as, as Robin Williams, the, the late, great Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. You know? Tony Hancock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something that we need to, to look at and um, and really start talking. And I'm so open about my mental health. I ask everybody now because I, I was I was all, almost one of those 
not one of those people that killed themselves and and I came very very close and now I'm a lot more open to it's what's around you, me it? oh 100 1 million percent and I'm always encouraging my friends to, to to open up and talk and whether they're comedian friends or friends from school or whatever are people yeah. looking out for you for you more now they know does that have a, a bearing on it I, I think it does yeah I think it does like if I uh, I can still have a destructive kind of um uh, it's running me sometimes where I go out drinking excessively and, and but just to try and numb the pain because I have bipolar it's never going to go away it's no. just how I how I combat that and I, mm. I want people out there listening to know that it's okay to, to have those moments those wobbles and uh, but just you can get back on the horse and you you're a strong person mm. and there's so many people just from this uh, show of, of messaged me on social media and said they've gone to the doctors because they heard me speak openly about it or they've heard mm. other guests I'm, I'm sure and uh, it, it's a uh, We've really got to get people talking. Yeah. Now, on a lighter note, post-gig now and again, I see on social media, Dave, that um, you'll find the nearest Weatherspoons pub and <laughs> you'll sit down and, and you'll say, right, I'm on table 23, do your worst. And then people take to their app. You know? People yeah. take to their Spoons app and then things, various things will arrive throughout the evening, <laughs> such as it could, be, it could be a couple of shots, it could be a beer, it could be... 19 uh, bowls of peas, i got one. <laughs> One order. I, bowls I, of peas. I said to the waitress, I said, is this 19 individual uh, orders yeah. of peas? They go, no, somebody ordered you 19 bowls of peas. Yeah. I don't even like peas. Uh, sometimes you get a bit of fruit, you'll get a little apple. Yep. Yeah. That's an expensive gag for yeah. them to play. Though, you, know, it? it's, you know what? Um, it's and not whoever, a, if you, you're not, if the spoon's menu is not that expensive. Yeah. I don't know how much yeah. is. Well, I don't know. 19, 19 bowls, bowls of peas are probably about 28 pence. So it won't be. A bit more than that, but it's, it's you know. It's got to be at not, least a pound a bowl. Like no, a I think it's 39p a bowl. 39p a bowl, Andy. Yeah, that's right. But as I said, it's not. Booze. The great thing is that people send you all weird and wonderful stuff. But it sounds like it sounds like a lot of fun. Really, it can it can be so much fun. And uh, what do people my, make of it? Of all this stuff, just starts to pile up on this. People table. come up to the, the the people in the, uh, the tables around me. They say you've got really nice friends, and I and I do. If anyone's ever sent me something, and just for the laugh of it, you know, it, it doesn't mm. have to be. I'm not like poncing for booze, no. but, you know. But people are really really nice. And then obviously I do get like. Uh, I remember I, I said to him, can you stop sending food? I don't want, because I was getting black pudding, peas. I said, said to the waiter, I said, no more food. And at the end of the night, I go, we had so much more food for you. We had peas, we had black pudding, we had dips, and we had a chocolate cake. Send that! Send the chocolate cake! You know? It was £7.41. Yeah. I just worked today. Oh, that's good. That's great. Uh, Still £7.41 for a joke. Well, yeah, yeah no, but... That's, Worth that's, it, that's, I'd say. It's worth it, yeah. Now, just finally, before you go, you were, like me, you were at the game last night, and uh, you're involved just tell us you're involved in one of the fine Spurs podcasts on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, you? the Fighting Cock, if anyone's yeah. listening uh, and you're a Spurs fan, check it out. It's great. Uh, but so you're a regular. I mean, what's your feeling? Not just after last night, but after recent weeks. What's your feeling about the manager and where, where the club are going at the moment? I don't know. Do you know what? I, I don't think I know enough about football to know where the club are going. Hmm. Like, I, I like to think I, I, I do know stuff about football, but I just it's it's in turmoil, really. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And you think... Okay, the Champions League final was papered over a lot of cracks. We wasn't mm. playing well. We were, we we were we were rubbish, quite quite frankly, in the league. Uh, but it's just getting worse, and I just don't I don't want to I don't want to throw him under the bus yet. I want to give him a year, but I'm really really there's a part of me that's like stop being pragmatic because I feel like it's probably the wrong decision. But I've got to also try and speak with a level head. But I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about where Tottenham mm. is. It's a lovely new stadium, great, but you know. 
is that's not enough, is it, to be a great football no. club? I'm, I'm a bit surprised. I'm a Jose watcher from years back. We love Jose. We're never going to not respect what he did for the club, three titles and all that. But I watched him at United, and I thought, he's not the same guy. But surely he'll come back, and he's learned. He's, he's gone away there, and he's thought about what he did at United. He's going to come back, and he's going to be less pragmatic. They're going to play him a different style of football. It's been exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And you think leopard spots and all that sort of thing. You just, you really do wonder. I mean, he, 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 I'm surprised by it, to be honest. When he changed his backroom staff, I thought maybe he has learnt from, you know, mm. from his days at United, but it doesn't, see, it doesn't seem at the yeah, moment. The bloke that he's brought in has got a great reputation yeah, as a yeah, yeah, thinker of football, you know. I mean, you've seen Arteta <clears> going at Arsenal, and all right, the, the, the results haven't been fantastic, but you can see what they're trying to do. You can yeah. see a progression and the yeah. same with Lampard at Chelsea but essentially Arteta has gone in and he's taken a squad and he's had you know essentially they are set up to play in a certain way yeah. and their mindset has not totally changed a lot of those Tottenham mm. players who played under Pochettino they're just not used to playing like this this it, is not the way they play their football so at the moment and if he is going to completely mm. change it you've got a lot of those very similar players being asked to play in a very different way a different style doesn't help that a lot of them are underperforming to the ability that they, no. they have if you sign well. Matic and Fellaini you might as well go home <laughs> <laughs> but that could happen yeah, no it will yeah Yeah. well and on that bombshell uh, <laughs> thank you very quick, much can David. I do a quick plug shows and stuff like that yeah of course oh, go for um, it yeah. uh, so I'm in, I'm in Derby this weekend Aversham next week um Obviously, do voiceovers and stuff. I'm, I'm writing a sitcom as well with oh, my okay. writing partner Sophie. She's very talented, more talented than me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and also the FC Not Alone shirt is on sale. You can. I'm going to get a picture with you guys after. Brilliant. And uh, 50% of it goes to Calm Towards Mental Health Charities and helping people suffering. So okay. Great. So go and check it out uh, at FC Not Alone if you want to find out more. And there'll be all the details of how you can buy the strip as well. And we'll, we'll tweet out the details and we'll send out the picture with the shirt as well if you want to check it out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Day podcast from TalkSport. Andy, do you have anything else for us? I do. Did you hmm. see the Mercedes Formula 1 team reckon they'll be carbon neutral by the end of the season? I think, by the end of the season? At the end of the season. Wow. I was thinking, blimey, that's a hell of a lot of offsetting. Yeah. Perhaps they could replace Valtteri Bottas with Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I don't know. How's <laughs> it going to work? I don't know. I haven't really thought it through. <laughs> that's a race I'd pay to see. I can... Pre- <laughs> I can, I can. She wouldn't get in a gas guzzler like she'd be Formula E all day, wouldn't she? Oh, Greta Thunberg, she, she would definitely be. True, yeah. She'd be Formula E. I've got planning news for oh, you yeah, later. Okay. It's always a, a oh, line the jingle stuff. up. You have to line the jingle up. It's always good to uh, to and, uh, yes, planning news. Yesterday, I was talking to you about those barbers in China who, sensibly and, hmm. and obviously, what else could you do? They're having to cut people's hair uh, using, from a distance, from yeah. a distance, using shears, basically. To cut people's hair, or like long sticks, shears with scissors on the end of it, and uh, <laughs> that's quite a skill, isn't it? It is quite a skill. And interestingly enough, Chris Waddle, I don't know if you saw, he went there and had his hair done. <laughs> Chris there. had his hair done in his China. Hair, it looks didn't good, he? doesn't it? Yeah, it's what on earth was it's, that? It's quite a look, isn't it? It's, it's like he's joined a crusty band. <laughs> he's going on the road with someone. I'll just hold it up to the camera. There. He's going on the festival circuit. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, I reckon that he's gone. He's gone into the barbers, old uh, Chrissy, and they've, he said, "Let's go for let's go for something wild, Chris. Let's go for it." And uh, okay, they said that. So, they said that wonderful goal he scored on the weekend. Go yeah, he's still tremendous. got it. Isn't he? Oh, of course, yeah, tremendous. And I played a few years ago for the, the Spurs old boys team, and Darren Anderton was. Playing, and I've got no idea why this happened. We played on a, a pitch. The the grass was it was like pampas, you know. It was like wading. To, it wasn't really a proper pitch. It was a charity game, and they'd done their best with yeah, the pitch. Yeah. Uh, but the, and also it was a, it was like a size four ball for some reason. We had a kids ball on on a on a bumpy strange. long grass pitch. 
pros play. That is and, a bit strange. And Darren Anderton picked the ball up um, about sort of 35 yards out, looked up, just just he's going to push it away from his feet and pinged it in the top corner. <laughs> yeah, of course. You never, you never quite lose that. The, you no, know, the, the old uh, stamina may go a bit, but blimey, they can still strike a ball. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Ben Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Ted Goffey and Adrian will bring you uh, Drive at four o'clock uh, in this next hour. Look ahead to the live football on Talk Sport in the FA Cup, uh, UK Wife Carrying Championships. Yeah. Very much looking forward. Uh, well, I can't look forward to it. It's next year's happened. It's a, it's a, we're, we're looking back rather than looking forward. What Mr. Brazil is doing there, of course, is looking back rather than forward. Uh, so, I could make a comment about entering it myself, but I think I'd better not against the wife. <laughs> so, come on, don't go old school on us, Andy. Don't go old school on us. Anyway, talking of my family, I uh, I was speaking to my son the other day, one of my boys, and they, mm. they, they loved the podcast, which was really nice and flattering. And they, yeah. they always listen to it. And uh, they heard me talking about Jose Feliciano and the fact that I was going to see him. This is in, the in famous singer-songwriter, guitar player. Yeah, look him uh, up. Famous man. He's a, he's a, a legendary musician. And Fabulous. You admitted that you'd always wanted to see him live. I've always wanted a bit to see of him a, live. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure for and he, you. And he's only playing at Bexhill on Sea, which is, you know... <laughs> well, this is, if you're going to do one gig in the UK, <laughs> yes. if you're uh, Jose Feliciano, <laughs> it is Bexhill on Sea, So he it? said to me, uh, Daniel, he said to me, uh, why are you going to see him, Dad? And I said, well, uh, to be honest, I've got four or five tracks on my Spotify list. Yeah. And one in particular that I love, and that's why I'm going. So if he doesn't do it, I'll, I'll be a bit annoyed. He said to me... <laughs> Why if he just does his new stuff? <laughs> That's a very good point. Here's one from my new album. Oh, no. That has happened before. I what know. Does, I remember... And Bex Hill, the reason they're doing it is it's just a tryout for the big tour next year. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even expecting an audience. You get that. Often uh, bands these days are artists. Oh, they'll just play a, an original album in its entirety. <laughs> remember going to see Elvis Costello and he sort of did a, a lot of new stuff and then sort of did the hits as a, as a sort yeah. of medley at, one, oh, at, at the end. Do light my fire. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Shouting from a player certain <laughs> song. Is that the one you want to no, hear? No, it's Time After Mate. His version, Time After Time is a classic song. What, the old Cindy Lauper song? No, um, no. Which one? The, old, the no, older version? The older version. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah I know. I know uh, the one you, you know. You know that, yeah. that track. And his version of it is so just... Bre- the Chet Baker does a fine version of it. Yeah, he does, and so does Frank does. Sinatra. Anyway, was it half a lager, wasn't it? <laughs> We're having a pub conversation. <laughs> so but anyway, are, yeah. he's bad, that when. But if you go and see Jose Feliciano and he doesn't play like my Fire, you should get your money back. I know. Really, I that's should, an expectation they've got to play I at really least. Should, yeah. At least. Funny enough, we did, we could have you could have said this very conversation to Ricky Ross from Deacon uh, Blue yesterday because he was saying in an interview that mm. I read with him before we chatted that you can't go on there. They've got a new album out, but you've got a duty to yeah, play the hits, to play I, the songs that he people, will. I that know people he will. want to hear. Not do his new people, album. They start throwing chairs at the yeah. stage in Hello, Bex everybody, Hill. I've gone experimental. <laughs> They'll call <laughs> it freeform jazz. The Bex, yeah, jazz Odyssey. <laughs> be fantastic. Derek Smalls, he wrote yeah, this. be great, wasn't it? This is, this is a departure <laughs> for Jose Feliciano. Jose Feliciano. Now, uh, Jose, Jose everything at the moment. Regular listeners, of which yeah. there are quite a few. Really? Well, I think so. You sure? Well, I'm not sure, actually. sure told me. I would look that, mate, because I'm not already Sure, that's Obviously, true. Somebody's been lying to that's you. That's not true. They yeah. are. <laughs> we'll remember that. Uh, 
I had a glove puppet at Christmas. Sockley, he became quite a little character. Sockley in the show. Park, yeah, he looked all the big VAR decisions. Yeah, didn't remember he? he won Don't Ask Me one week, our weekly competition. I don't yeah. know why I'm explaining stuff all of a sudden, yeah. first time in 20 years. But anyway, I. Uh, a few people said to me, you know, well, where's where's Sockley and this and that? I said, How no, no. People out. have said that. Oh, quite a few. Really? Yeah. People oh, stopping you in the street asking no, you where Sockley is. On social parties. media channels. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Fair enough. Various. No, nobody in person, I will admit that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so, thinking of bringing him back for Cheltenham? I'm thinking of bringing week. him to Cheltenham next week, but I thought, well, I can't bring him in his Christmas finery because basically he was a Christmas sock. He was a, he was a Christmas <laughs> stocking. He was a Christmas, Christmas stocking that, that you, I turned into a that You sewed a face onto, yeah. So I'm thinking I was. Too much time on your hands. Well, I have. I'm looking for a piece of tweed to make Sockley a jacket. I've told you what children. to do. You go into a tailor's and yeah. say you're looking to have a tweed suit made. <laughs> take a pair of scissors. So oh, that's a nice tie. When the fella looks away, you clip it out of the book. Can you imagine? You clip it out of the book. I'll get caught knowing me. Yeah. I used so, to have, I, I had a, a, a brief uh, part-time Saturday to style job at one point mm. uh, in a gentleman's outfit. I remember, yeah. And those the books. The Romford branch. Those right? books of, I was, I was never sent to the Romford branch. It was yeah. like the gulag. <laughs> Once you went in the Romford branch, you never came back. But, um, yeah, there was one of those books of material that people would have uh, suits made out of. And, yeah. Um, sample book, yeah. Mo- yeah, most of the sample books you'd get, you'd say, you'd go to someone and say, This is a nice material for a sort of everyday suit. <laughs> and you'd scrunch it up like a yeah. piece of tissue paper. Yeah. And it'd bounce back into life. Yeah. And it would, and it, that told you. It's that not that, necessarily a good thing, I have that, to tell you, well, for that, fabric. Oh, okay. Well, that would tell you. <laughs> it tells you very hard wearing. You don't wear it in front of an open fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but it, would, it would tell you that it was going to last a long time. Yeah. But there was one particular book at the cheaper end, at the budget end, I yeah. think we called it of our range, yes. that you didn't. Do the old tissue paper scrunch to you yeah. treated it like an unexploded bomb. <laughs> really? You did. You barely. It was a bit like you. You almost you put gloves on as if you, like on. Um, uh, who do you think you are? Or if you're sort of you're, if you're touching the Bayer tapestry, <laughs> you treated it like that. An old ancient or the Premier League trophy. Yeah, none of which is sport, anyway. Of I course. said to fine. I said to the wife, "Would she? She's very handy. I love the way she's still the wife well. in that in that 1970s. <laughs> Not to my wife, the wife. It's I fantastic. Said to the wife, yeah. You know. So I said to the wife, she's very handy and she's. Should excellent. you be leaning on the microphone as you say this? I think you should be holding the mic in one end and just leaning on the stand. So I said to the wife, so because she's quite handy with the the sewing machine and the needles and everything. Oh, she's well, very she's good a at woman, it. isn't she? Andy? Well, not just because of that. She's she, her family. Her mother we was. Well, we might as well go the whole no, hog. We're not going. We might as well go the whole it's hog. A family. Andy. Her mother was a, a great, wonderful dressmaker, brilliant seamstress. Yes, she was, and so Sue learned how to do it. And so I said to, can you make him a cap <laughs> like a little tweed cap and she says to me, so that's, you've asked she, your wife she, the she, wife yeah to make a, a tweed, tweed cap, cap for, for a christmas stocking that well, you turned into a stocking. puppet i thought you'd be handy Did you think your children? marriage would ever come to this <laughs> she said to me i'm not a milliner she said, i'm not doing it james milliner james milliner she refused she won't she'd make other things but she won't she won't she make hats yeah, so right. if you've got a stray bit of um um what we're oh, we looking please for please do stray bit of tweed material you can get to tomorrow get to talk sport by tomorrow or straight to Cheltenham I'll by have Monday. steam cleaned with, of course, modern considerations. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You do, really. Could be full of anything. Can I just finally finish with this little section with this headline that caught my oh, eye yeah. this morning? Uh, GC, I'm like JC. And I was thinking, what? 
John Kelly and our producer. Did she sport Torquay? <laughs> is this is this the Jesus? No, he's claiming she's a bit like who Jesus is, Christ. Is it, who are you talking probably. about? Sorry, Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins is comparing herself to Gemma Collins reckons she's a prophet like Jesus Christ who was put on earth to Well, she turns a prophet. That's quite <laughs> impressive, isn't it? Really? I, she's 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 made the very best out of her TV appearances. Oh, I, I watched her on Celebrity Catchphrase. And oh, yeah. by the end of it, I thought, you are so clever. You know exactly what you are. She's a yeah. very clever woman. She yeah. is. People think she's, you know, the they, the way she's painted. It's, but actually, it's I mean, a, she started like that. Oh, I, I can't do any of this. I don't know what. I don't even know how it works. By yeah. the end, she was practically winning. You know, she's a rocket she, scientist. No, well, she could. She could well be. We don't know, do we? Yeah, she may well be. Yeah, but she, I don't think she supports Torquay. No, I don't think she does. Okay, is that it? You <laughs> That's done? It. Is well, there could be else? more. There's always more. Okay, what's um, more? One more? No, go on then. One more then. Yeah. One more. Well, I'm fascinated by this story about this bowls club mm. uh, is to let women become full members for the first time in its 96 year history. It would be bowling clubs, so the world had moved on, and it certainly has since it was founded in 1924. The chairman, the club chairman, Alan Breeze, I don't know if he's been Billy Cummins. No, block in the dressing room. Yeah, please, block. Yeah, yeah. The whole of the committee is delighted with the result, and it helps us plan better for the future. We are still one club, and even though people voted against it, I don't want to alienate anyone. And you think, who? Who would vote against this in this day and age to still make a club men only? Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, that people would still have that sort of unreconstructed attitude, but they did. Anyway, they, they weren't in the majority, which was a good thing. Uh, you've seen this story today about uh, Ronaldinho. Yes. Not the plumber, the former Barcelona and Brazil striker. He's in Paraguay, and he's yeah. been investigated by Paraguayan authorities for what uh, police say was a presumably un- uh, adulterated Paraguayan passport. It said fake passport. That's what they've said. I think he called himself McLovin or something. But um, <laughs> him and his brother and his business manager, one and the same person, Roberto. Well, he's quite famous, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's quite, quite a famous. Still got face. that sort of ringletty hair and everything. Yeah, yeah and he, I mean, you know, it's very obvious. I'm looking at pictures of him yeah. here in Paraguay recently, and he doesn't look any. The, the copper look... that nicked him did a selfie with him. <laughs> did he? Yes. yes. How does that go down yeah, when well, you say... I'm not entirely sure that's the right okay, thing to do. They cuff you and then they say, just any chance of a picture. How would that go no, down? That's very sense, true. It? But there you go. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So, uh, the UK Wife Carrying Championships uh, have taken place, the annual UK yes. Wife Carrying Championships. And uh, I've got it past me by this time, I'm afraid to say, which is why we need uh, an update from uh, Rob McCaffrey. Uh, who uh, who I think is one of the organisers, not that one. Um, good afternoon, Rob. Hello, Paul. Hello, Andy. Yeah, so we have spoken before. Um, how did the... First, maybe it's best to explain, is it rules or laws? Uh, tell us how the world of wife can... What are the, what are the, let's go with rules. How does it work? Well, um, you don't have to be married. It doesn't have to be your wife. Okay, wow. That's fairly fundamental, That's isn't it? That's pretty controversial, uh, well, so considering I, the name of the, the competition. Yeah, I've run in it six times. I've never yet carried my own wife. I've always had to borrow somebody else's. Okay. <laughs> That's um, cheating. Yeah. And presumably um, the, the wife you borrow is quite light. Well, there is a minimum weight. They ah. have to weigh uh, 50 kilos, which is about eight and a half stone. Right. Oh, okay. And then the course is uh, out and back. It's 380 metres in total, mm-hmm. but it's not flat. It actually has a... Um, you have to gain about 15 metres in height up to the halfway point. Yeah. Um, and then on the way back, we have uh, lots of willing volunteers ready with buckets of water, cold water, hmm. ready to chuck that at the uh, the carriers. And everybody goes off at the same time. Uh, we have about 30, 35 
um, competitors go off at the same time, and it's just uh, the winner is the person that carries their wife the quickest and gets over the finish line first. The carrying technique. Oh, I was going to say the carrying technique, Andy. I think you've seen mm. pictures of it. It's, yeah. it's it's uniform, isn't it? Everybody carries uh, their wife or. It's not a fireman's lift, is it? No, it's very different, isn't oh, it? Oh no, it's the Estonian hold. Um, oh. It was uh, it was um, pioneered by the Estonians a few years ago in the uh, the World Championships. Isn't they, that in they, Finland? In Finland, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's and um, they, the, the Finns had won this uh, championships every year for years. And then uh, one year the Estonians came along with this Estonian hold, which is where the wife hangs upside down on the carrier's back mm. uh, with their legs crossed over the carrier's face. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, it looks a bit like from from the front. It looks a bit like do you know those aeroplane cushions that yeah, you that, get exactly that help you like. sleep. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. the kind of legs are in that position, aren't yes. they? With the the head, uh, Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's it's much more efficient than any other um, position, so to speak. But uh, I mean, I've uh, whenever I've uh, run in it, I've always carried the person that I'm carrying in a shoulder ride. Yeah. Um, which is quite comfortable. Also, you can do the piggyback, which is very uh, tiring, actually, not at all efficient, or across the shoulders, which has happened. But we also have had the reverse Estonian, uh, the Dorking hold, um, which is a spectacular hold. That is really, yeah. to be really honest. <laughs> Page six, hold, fig four. <laughs> the reverse Estonian. See, wind assisted is normally good in sport, but with that hold, I'd imagine wind assisted would be quite a disaster. <laughs> It's terrible, but uh, it certainly gets your photo in the papers. Yeah, it certainly, <laughs> it does. certainly does. So who, who was the, the winner this year then? Uh, the winner this year, we had a new winner. The, the previous winners uh, from the last um, two years, they'd won it uh, two years in a row. Uh, they're getting married and they didn't want to um, risk uh, a tumble. So we had a new winner this year. It was Mark Threlfall, who's 31, mm-hmm. carrying Cassie Yates, who's from, uh, and they're both from uh, Bradford-upon-Avon. Right, so they they know each other. I imagine it's the sort of thing you, you do. You oh, get I think many. You've got to know. Do each you get other. many people just sort of shaking hands on the start line and and going? I mean, it's it's a fair, it's a relatively intimate sort of process, isn't it? Really, it's very intimate. It's very mm. intimate. I did actually have one um, carrier whose um, wife had to fly uh, on business the day before, and he called me up and said, "Do you know anybody that that you can pair me up with?" And um, yeah, I got it. Got him. Um, I got him paired up. Uh, with a local girl, and they mounted up on the uh, on the start line, and away they went. <laughs> There's some some kind of app, really, that you can swipe one way or the other to decide who you want the competitor, your opponent. Now, am I right yeah. in thinking that the winner of this goes through to the World Championships? They can they can elect to, and actually, we as part of the prize um, for winning this, we give them two hundred and fifty pounds for their uh, um, uh, their travel expenses. Right. Um, towards getting out to uh, Finland. So actually, I went to Finland with last year's winners, mm. and I competed over there. And my wife didn't come with me, so they actually had to give me a couple of uh, local wives for the <laughs> for the races. <laughs> and they're very friendly girls. Yeah. They're lovely girls. Yeah. The um, I see the carrier who completes the course with the heaviest wife wins a pound of sausages. The oldest <laughs> carrier will receive a tin of pilchards and a jar mm. of bovril. Last place duo will receive a ceremonial pot noodle. And a can of dog food. I mean, how do, do you think the wife carrying as a sport can survive in these woke times, uh, Rob? <laughs> um, well, we—it's always been absolutely inclusive. Mm. Uh, so we've had um, men carrying men, women carrying women. We've had women carrying men. Yeah, um, that happens occasionally. We've had um, uh, carriers carrying their quadriplegic, paraplegic partners. So it's. 
it's uh, it's extremely inclusive but it's for anybody it's not easy it's a no. real athletic test and the people that that come in first second and third they're they're kind of national quality athletes well, that's the important well, thing. There, so the word, the word the word wife in this context really means the person being carried. It's a fairly sort of broad church, isn't it? By the sound of it, as a term. Well, we we actually did uh, institute a new rule last year that uh, the person being carried has to be human, right? And they have to be alive. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all, in, really. all important stuff. Yeah, really. Yeah, really one of, one of the carriers <laughs> last year turned up with a with a bag of body parts. They were rubber. Ah, okay. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. What a thought. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. Rodney Marsh. He's very excited. He is. I'm sure he's getting his new suit fitted tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Rodney Marsh pops in. Alvin Martin will be joining us to talk about playing behind closed doors that could happen in the Premier League, as it is happening already in Italy. And, of course, Clips of the Week and Motti will be here. So uh, thanks for listening to us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.